Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Hey, Mike Lynch here. Hey, and I'm Patrick Harris. You probably like baseball, which is why you're listening to this. This is the uh, Hot Corner Podcast. Well, I kind of like baseball. I guess I'll tune in. Baseball's pretty neat, so thanks for listening. This is brought to you by your local Les Schwab Tire Center. Doing the right thing since 1952. Woo, baseball! And now the pitch by Martinez is up and in and hits Gerald Williams on the left hand. Dig your cleats in. Now he's going to charge the mound. He's going to charge Martinez, and the fight is on. He got a right hand in before he's grabbed from behind by Baratek, and now the benches are empty. It's time for Hour 2 of the Hot Corner with Patrick Harris. Yerzhensky wanting to know, am I going? He is going. And Mike Lynch. It is a collision at the plate, and Yerzhensky not only bangs into Barrett, bangs onto the plate, and here they go. Step up to the plate for hour two of the hot corner. Posenden getting into it with Barrett. I mean, there is some hooking going on in the bottom of two piles. On 1080. Rudin's a melt. Whoa. Bautista got off. He could handle that. Wow. That's some pretty solid contact right there. The fan. I don't know if I'm going to be putting on this headset again. Welcome into the second hour of the Hot Corner. If you missed the first hour, you can download that at the Les Schwab Tires podcast. At TennessefanRadio.com. Speaking of podcasts, Beers on Us podcast will drop tomorrow at 4. Sharp. As it does every week now, it's a style episode. We like style episodes, plus a fun beer of the week. Uh, I feel like I was going to say something. You were going to cram for an article that you didn't cram for. Oh, yeah, I didn't cram for it. As there's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos, it will be a home run. (laughs) I love that, Castellanos. How are the Reds not better than 79 wins? Well, because they lost Bauer. They got Castellanos, though. Great. He had an MVP top season last year. Sure. But Trevor Bauer's not there anymore. He was the Cy Young. They got Castillo. Great. A guy who's always had a lot of hype and always has like a 3-5 ERA and walks too many people. I love that I heard that the Yankees inquired about Castillo and they were like, yeah, we want Glaber Torres. And the Yanks were like, 
Did you see the fake reports that they actually traded for Luis Castillo? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I fell for it for half a second, and I was like, ooh, that's not too bad. And then I was like, who, who called him person? out on that? That was Jeff Passan. Yeah. Jeff Passan was like, this is why you listen to me, Buster, Stark, and maybe Woj knows Ken, what's Ken going Rosenthal. on. <laughs> he was like, yeah. maybe Woj knows what's going on, right. but not us. <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So I, I love that concept. Hey, we'd love to trade you this guy. We've just like your starting shortstop, and the Yankees are like, <laughs> go yourself. Go pound sand. <laughs> so this is an interesting article. It's from one of those that you mentioned. It's mm -hmm. Jason Stark. Oh, the the great Jason Stark. I believe he is a Syracuse guy, or at least uh, one of his kids went to Syracuse. I have an so. excellent book by Jason Stark where he kind of breaks down. This, this came out maybe three, four years ago, and he breaks down uh sabermetrics and and more like the surface sabermetrics of like ops plus and war and he really goes into it. it's a really fascinating book uh it's really boring unless you really love baseball <laughs> like me and i've seen jason stark on tv enough that i just read it in his voice of course and it's great of course it's great so this is how he starts the article sort of um he says I'm not sure exactly when the lightning bolt beamed out of the sky and finally hit me what we've been watching, but now that I know that what I know, I'm not sure how we ever missed it. I can prove, prove every word of the of the phrase. This is the greatest shortstop time in the history of baseball. Whoa. Um, I'm paraphrasing. <clears throat> he had a paragraph in between, but that's I mean, basically what he says. I mean, Marcus Simeon did sign with the Blue Jays. I don't know where Bo Bichette's going to play, <laughs> but uh, Simeon's there. So I'm going to start with this. This is war. The highest average wins above replacement. It is the probably easiest to digest advanced analytics stat in baseball. I would agree. So this is the highest average war by position in 2020. Okay. Third is center field 0.9. Second is third base 1.0. Third base at 1.0. First is shortstop 1.3. I thought first base might be on that list. Center field, not shocked. Shortstop, not shocked. I thought first base. Third base, interesting. Uh, he goes, okay, maybe you're thinking oh, it was only a 60-game season. It's an aberration. How about 2019? Third, right field, 2.4. Second, third base, 3.1. First, third shortstop, 3.2. Wow. So a good shortstop on average gets you 3.2 wins a season. 2018, third, second base, 2.4. Second, third base, 2.7. First, shortstop. 3.0. So it's still over three. So the last three years, the shortstop position has led to the highest war of any position on average in Major League Baseball. Um, the last season before 2018, that shortstop was the outright most valuable position in baseball was, you want to take a guess? 2002. 1909. Whoa. Yes. And we're talking we're talking the late 90s, early 2000s, our heyday that you and I, as guys that grew up with baseball, we're talking Miguel Tejada, No More Garcia, Alex Rodriguez, Derek Cheater. We're talking those guys. Yep. Edgar Renteria. Ooh, um, Edgar Renteria. World Series MVP, Edgar Renteria. Honus Wagner was back in 1909, by the way. So, uh, well, but, uh, I mean, Honus is considered the greatest shortstop of all time. Yada, that yada, would yada. make some sense. That would make some sense. So uh, he then goes on and go gets three-year windows. And this is the most shortstops with quote unquote elite seasons since 1900. Um, again, this is how many different shortstops had at least one season with a five plus war over any three year period war being used here. 
the last three years, number one, 15 shortstops had elite seasons led by Trevor Story and Frankie Lindor. Then it was 1906 Sorry, to 08. Who was the second guy you said? Uh, Francisco Lindor. That's my guy. New York Mets superstar, Francisco oh, Lindor. Go Mets. Um, there is the 2002 is on here in fourth. That's A-Rod and Nomar. And then 07 to 09 is Tulowitzki and Hanley Ramirez also on here. Ooh, Hanley Ramirez. Let's not forget, Hanley was great when he was in uh, Florida. Yes. They played in Miami, but the team was Florida. The Florida Marlins. Florida. Uh, then this is the most total five-plus war seasons <clears throat> by shortstops over any three-year period, not just um, at least one season. The most total over five the last three years, 20, led by Trevor Story, Frankie Lindor, and Marcus Simeon. Funny enough, Marcus Simeon. <laughs> hey, the hey, he's, hey, he scores errors, but apparently those don't matter anymore. Then a ton in the early 1900s. Honus Wagner's in two of them. Rogers Hornsby is another one. Yeah, those are the guys. And then 98, 2000, A-Rod, Jeter, and Nomar are the three at the top of that. So again, the last three years have been a boon for shortstops in baseball. And it goes on to talk about MVP votes as well. And uh, he says... Eight different shortstops have finished in their league's top 10 in MVP voting just the last three seasons. Eight. Eight. Fernando Tatis Jr., Frankie Lindor. Obviously. Trevor Story, Marcus Simeon, Tim Anderson. Simeon got MVP votes. This year, yeah. I mean, Tim Anderson won a batting title, correct? Trey Turner, Corey Seager. (sighs) World Series MVP. And Xander Bogarts. And Xander Bogarts. Whoa! Hey, baby! You're freaking me out over here, Michael. Also doesn't include Javi Baez, that list. Oh, who's got the fastest arms in the West? (laughs) So you had eight guys finish in the top ten of MVP voting. Um, And it just keeps going on. Hitting highest percentage of home runs from shortstops. 2020, 10.3%. 2018, 10%. 2019, 9.7%. Top three years. Highest percentage of RBIs from shortstops. 1927, number one, but tied with 2020, 11.3%. Who's the sure stuff for the Yanks in 27? Ooh, I don't know. That's murderer's row. I don't Why know. Why don't you know this, Mike? Because I, I'm bad at that, Patrick. You know I'm bad. You're bad at knowing your team's history? I'm just bad Come at Come on, man. We just, history, we just, man. see, this is why you got to be a fan of a team that doesn't do anything because we're just like, oh, yeah, were you guys any good back in the day? We're like, hey, Bob Feller's a Hall of Famer, and we just let it go. Bob Feller once threw a ball faster than a car. That was right. uh, that was Mark Koenig. Exactly. Because you're tied. <laughs> <laughs> um, so tied with 27, it is 2020, and then 2018 is in third. 2019 is in fifth. Highest percentage of extra base hits from shortstops. 2020 is second. 2018 is fifth. Highest percentage of total bases from shortstops. 2020 is first. And it just keeps going and going and going. So you've got war. You've got MVP voting, and you've got percentage of runs and RBIs and hits and all sorts of offensive categories, frankly proving that the last three years in baseball have been the greatest time to watch shortstops in the MLB. Which leads me to a a very potentially controversial question, but something that I really want to know what you think. Also cheating Carlos Correa, not mentioned in this list. Not mentioned in that list. We don't talk about cheaters, although I might keep him in my fantasy league. Um, which leads me to this very question, Michael. You ready? Mm-hmm. I want to ask you this when we come back. That is what we call in the biz a 
professional tease. That's like a borderline criminal tease. I know. You didn't tease even the question. That's a good one. Okay. Enjoy three minutes commercials. When we come back, I want to keep going on this shortstop discussion. We'll do that next. This is the Hot Corner. This is Portland Sports Leader. Don't you forget it. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. So anyone out there that wonders, like, they're like, hey, Patrick, what are you doing tonight? I'm like, well, you know, I got the baseball show tonight. I got the Hot Corner with, with, with my good buddy Mike Lynch and Joe Fish behind the glass, and this is what we do. They're always like, well, how do you do baseball in January, February? And I'm like, well, I don't know, man, but what I'm going to tell you this is we're about to do a two-hour show Talking about Nolan Arenado and shortstops, and Joe's going to throw us a, a softball with some fair foul. <laughs> and that, my friends, is how it's done. Last week, we did a whole show on the Hall of Fame, basically. <laughs> yeah, right, right. It's actually not so bad, if you know what you're doing. Yeah. I mean, you fake it till you make it, right, baby? Uh, yeah, you could. That is I one I just get option. off at weird times. You know, like, you never know. Yeah, you do get off at weird times. Excuse me, he looks really hot. Yes, you do. That's all it takes. But... Sometimes it's faking it until you make it, and sometimes it's, you know, just, uh, just, uh... You're yeah. just trying to slip it in there. Reps and practice. You know? Yeah. Reps and practice. Yeah. Reps and practice. Imagine if we had to do this for three hours. <laughs> That'd be brutal. <laughs> They'd probably cancel us. But, hey, we're just here one day a week, so we just chill. We just talk a little baseball. Yeah. But we were talking shortstops in the last segment, and it's so funny because we, we I've, I'm seeing this on the fan text line, 503-250-1080. People are talking, and I think a lot of us that are listeners and, and those of us in this room and, and behind the glass with Joe as well, when we think of shortstops, we think of this hallowed position, right? It's the leader of the infield and more often than not the captain of the team. They're probably the most athletic person. They probably have the highest baseball IQ with the exception of some center fielders throughout time like Ken Griffey Jr., Willie Mays. You know, those are, you know, guys like Tory Hunter, was probably the most athletic guy on his team. So we know that. But there's always been something very sacred about the shortstop. And those stats that you bring to me about how shortstops have been more productive than we could have realized in the last three to five years. How do we, how do we digest that stat? Because you're telling me that shortstops shortstops over the last three years have been more important than maybe the entire history of the game, mm-hmm. with the exception of little blips here with Hornsby and Wagner, little blips here with Rodriguez, Jeter, Garcia Parra, Tejada. Tejada. Yeah. Okay, little blips, but the stats are overwhelmingly saying now is the time. Yet, when we look around baseball, we don't think feel the same way we did in the late 90s, early 2000s. When I you're like, Tejada, Nomar, A-Rod, Jeter, Ripken's still around, you know, and you're kind of like, these are my guys, these are my guys, these are my guys, Barry Larkin, these are my guys. Now, you're like, okay, who are the best shortstops in baseball? Corey Seager, Frankie Lindor, Carlos Correa. Tatis Jr. I would say, I would say those three minus Tatis, those are the established. Tim Anderson? Underrated. Nope. 
Underrated. I agree. He he is our new Nolan Arenado of this show. <laughs> you can put it on the boat. And, yeah. And uh, but but we would say now what? Corey Seager, Carlos Correa, Frankie Lindor. Sure. I'm gonna put Tatis up there, but fine. Yeah, whatever. Fine. It's do we hairs. do we hold Tatis, Lindor, Seager, Correa in the same vein that we held? Tejada, Garcia Parra, A-Rod Jeter? No Definitely way. Definitely not. No way. I think I know why. This might just be a shot in the dark. You just posed it to me. I, I didn't have any prior idea what you were asking me. That's called, is, that's called good one chair. The shortstop position <laughs> behind A-Rod, Jeter, Tejada, Nomar, whoever else you want to add in that list, it's pretty mediocre. I see what you're getting at. Yep. So, of course, those guys stood out. Mm-hmm. But right now, the shortstop position runs half the league deep in terms of talent. I just, pull, I just pulled up the fantasy rankings for shortstops. Just a okay. list. Oh, I love this. Tell me this list. And I'll tell you if it's a guy that I want on my team. I'll give you a yes or a no, a guy I want playing short on my team. I will get down to number 14 or 15. Until you stop saying yes with maybe one or two in there. Oh, kind of this like, is great. This is great. Tatis Jr., number one. Yes. Trey Turner, number two. Yes. Trevor Story, number three. Uh, but yes. You seem to really... Story's really good, dude. I <laughs> Frankie, four. Yep. Bo Bichette, five. Yeah. Uh, to be proven, but yes. Xander, six. Yes. Corey Seager, seven. Yes. Oh, Zim yes. Anderson, eight. Oh, yes. Adalberto Mondesi, nine on the, uh, on the you, Royals. Yes, yes. I think Mondesi is great, and he plays for a really terrible team. He's also up here for stolen bases, so because he gets a lot of them. But but he's a good shortstop. He's he's a decent defender, too. Glaber Torres, 10. Yes. Javier Baez, 11. Oh, yeah. Carlos Correa, 12. Yep. Dansky Swanson, 13. Yeah. Marcus Simeon, 14. Yep. Didi Gregorius, the, 15. cut down on the errors, but yeah. Didi, 15. Didi's below Simeon. See mm-hmm. it? Didi undervalued on that list, but yes. And then after that, it's Jorge Polanco, which is probably your first, like, uh. Yeah. And, uh, you know, after that, it's kind of, it, that's half the league. Where's Anderson Simmons? He is not on this list. See, that's silly because he's not signed on a team. He just signed. No, he's down here. He's 33rd. It's because he's not a very good hitter. But he's an amazing fielder. Remember, this is fantasy. This okay, is just fantasy. Okay, okay. Oh, right, right, right. You're looking at fantasy. I'm just, this was a way to get all the He's at 33. Stops. Yeah. So a backup is scoring higher than him. Yeah. <laughs> he, this is just, just to get a list of guys. Sure, sure, sure. That was the fastest way I could think of finding all the shortstops this year. That's half the league that has a shortstop you would take. Whereas so, back in the 90s and early thousands, it was like six teams. Yeah, I'm trying to think in when. When Nomar and A-Rod and Jeter in the Tejada. early 2000s, I don't like to count Tejada because he's a cheater. Yeah, but you know he was great. And he was good. Well, And was, Joe's going to get mad because the, he was an Oriole. And, and the steroids are great. Um, technically, Cal Ripken was a shortstop, although he was third at that time. Just throwing I, out that thing. I mean, <laughs> that's the Iron Man. Uh, <clears throat> I'm try- I mean, I'm even trying to think in the early 2000s, who's the shortstop for Cleveland? Probably Omar still. Probably. But Omar's not a hitter, so he's not going to be on that list. Mm-hmm. He's not going to have a lot of war. Right. He's not going to have a high war. Because right now, that's the thing is, all of the guys <clears throat> I mentioned are good at every phase of the game. Do you think Do you think a lot of this might have to do with some of the youth movement that we've always known? Like, I was not a good baseball player. I want to make that very, very clear that I played baseball for a hot, like, four years mm-hmm. and was terrible at all of it. I made varsity, but I wasn't great either. 
And I didn't. And I didn't play after. And high I didn't school. play in high school. I just played leagues that you paid money, so you had to be on a team. Gotcha. Um, but we always knew that the shortstop was the smartest, most athletic kid on the team. Him and center field were the best players in the team. Right. Right. Are we now at a point that those kids have been taught that for so long that we've taken the LeBron James, the Michael Phelps, the the Patrick Mahomes of the world and said, you play shortstop. And then we've done that enough that now shortstops across baseball are legit. I can't say Because if Marcus Simeon is a shortstop, because basically what this is telling me, and this isn't a bag on Marcus Simeon, because I think he's a great hitter. I think he has a little bit of the yips. MVP finalist. At short, Marcus and he Simeon. is an MVP finalist. And I th- But I do think he has a little bit of the yips sometimes at short as far as fielding. This tells me that 10 years ago, Marcus Simeon is a top five shortstop in baseball. Is that true? I don't know. If we step back, if we look at it and kind of remove our biases. Well, Marcus Simeon is like at the bottom of the top 15, right? But in I mean, you, you were but you were telling me things from the last three years, and there he is. Yes, he's been very good war-wise, for sure. Trevor Story. I don't love Trevor Story, but 10 years ago, was he a top three shortstop? He might be. He might be. Yeah. Especially thinking about how he, is, how he is as a hitter. He's also a good fielder. Yeah. Is the shortstop position... I mean, Story would be rivaling A-Rod in terms of his power. The, or only rivaling... No one's rivaling A-Rod. But he'd be closer to A-Rod than Jeter or Nomar or whoever mm-hmm. because he had power. I guess Tejada, too. He'd be kind of like Tejada. I guess that'd be a good example. Okay. He hit for power. He's a good fielder. That's kind of Trevor Story. And Tejada was a top five, top four shortstop when he played. So, yeah, Trevor Story would be up there for sure. And maybe we're used to... <clears throat> we mentioned this. I was... We were talking about Dustin Pedroia over the break, and I was looking at some stuff and comparing him with them some, some things... And it brought up Michael Young. Yeah. How many of these guys? Although t- Michael Young was more third base <clears throat> than shortstop, wasn't Only he? because A-Rod got there. Mm. But before A-Rod, he was the shortstop in That's Texas. True. He played all over the infield. And when A-Rod left, he went back to shortstop. So my question is, is like, do we love guys like Michael Young? Because I'm like, I love Michael Young. I, love I thought too. that guy was so great. Yeah. But do we like him? the Rangers so well, too. But do we like him just because he fits the mold or because he's an actually a good shortstop? Well, I don't know. I That's think, why I think this article is so interesting. I think about we like today, him because he was a good shortstop. But about today being, you know, according to what you, the metrics are, look what, you, what you're talking about, and these current shortstops, if Michael Young is in there today, where does he list? Look at that fantasy list. I think he'd be. Go a- look at that fantasy list. Where do you sandwich Michael Young? Where does Michael Young sit? Michael Young sits. In that you said, what, we got 13 before we get uh, 14? 15. 15 before we get kind of uh. Where's Michael Young sit in there? Honestly, 10, 11, 12. There you go. Because that's Glaber, Javi Baez, Carlos Correa. I'd probably put him over there. I don't know. I might take all three of those guys over him. Maybe not Javi because he strikes out so much, but... Like he's a better shortstop than Michael Young. I was just put. I was putting him under Tim Anderson, and I guess I'd probably put him over at Alberto Mont. I, I, I don't think this is a "you're wrong, you're right" sort of argument. I just mean like he would be in the 10, 10 range. We're looking back at these guys, and we're like, "Whoa, Michael Young was great, one of the and best then, shortstops in baseball." Yeah, watched, so. yeah. And then you and then you match him up with guys today, and you're kind of like, oh, maybe he's not that good." I do think your point of the best kids playing shortstop. 
I can't argue against it. I mean, I just wonder not if that's... all of these guys are American, so <clears throat> right, right. it's different in other countries. I'm right, imagining. other cultures and stuff like that. But I wonder if that's just kind of catching up. Although, to be honest, most of these guys are American. <laughs> you got Trey Turner. You got Trevor Story. You got Bo Tim Bichette. Anderson's from America. Yep. You got... Remember, it's not just white guys, Mike. I know, I'm just going down the list. I know. That was a bad thing for me to say. <laughs> I apologize. I apologize. I'll apologize. Back, 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 back. Back, 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 You got Bo Bichette and Corey Seager and Tim Anderson and uh, Correa, right? Is Correa from America? No, he's Puerto Rican. No, he's Puerto Rican. And Dansby Swanson. So, like, a lot of those guys are American. So, yeah, it could be that little league culture of one of our best players goes to shortstop and the other goes to center field. Yeah. Whew. That's some that's some awesome stuff, dude. That's street knowledge stuff. That's uh, three weeks in the waiting good <clears throat> enough for you? Yeah, dude. Yeah, man. I'm feeling really good about that. That's like you got to be handy with the steel, you know what I mean? Earn your keep. It's kind of that stuff. A little Warren G. <laughs> you're talking about <laughs> that's all right way over my head that's all right for the kids out there all right when we come back it's fair or foul but first there's my man joe with sports is it fair oh my that's goodness a fair ball. or is it foul well he thought it was foul i think a knowledge test for patrick and mike to see how well they know the big leagues mathematics and strange symbols now as far as major league baseball is concerned the obp and the slg and the iso and the you name it and what our distinguished hosts think about the stories that popped up around the big leagues peralta knocks it into center david tonight two for two a leadoff single here in the fourth and nobody noticed this is fair or foul on the hot corner on 1080 the fan without further ado i love fair foul this is my favorite part of the show we do this every single week at 8 30 that is my man joseph fisher the third okay so we had some transactions this week i love that uh free agency and trades and everything are starting to pick up a little bit it know, it's kind of nice whenever, whenever i see something on the breaking news or the bleacher report or anything pop up here Good times. Good times. I guess I'm missing Colton Wong and I'm missing all these guys. Like, I have the baseball. I'm following it on Bleacher Report. Apparently not, Mike. Come on. Apparently not. Come on. But we will start with the biggest one of the week. We talked about it. Nolan Arenado going to the St. Louis Cardinals. Fair or foul? Since his debut, he has led all third basemen in home runs, RBIs, and slugging percentage. Can I ask one question? No. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. 2000, what year you said? Yeah, what's, it, what's his debut? His debut is the 13? 2013. He leads baseball in home runs, RBIs, and slugging percentage. Among third basemen. Among third basemen. So if we think about third basemen, I mean, Turner has definitely had a great third base life. Anthony Rendon has a great third base life. Your boy. Want to consider Jose Manny Ramirez, Manny Machado. Bregman. Bregman. Although he is younger. Doesn't hit a lot of bombs, but accumulates. Ooh, the Machado one scares the bejesus out of me. But he played short in... in Baltimore. Baltimore forever. What about Eugenio Suarez? Secret stop. home run hitter. Stop, <laughs> stop, Mike, stop. What about Gio or Shelly? Stop. <laughs> now you're just now you're just being mean. It's an A-bomb. Every time Mike is mean to me, I'm just going to play that clip of Alex Rodriguez going deep. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say fair. I feel like third base is a position that is weaker than I think when we name all the guys. 
And in terms of the ones that we did name, they would have not have hit as well as Arenado did. Yeah, did you know there are only two third basemen in the Hall of Fame? Three, excuse me. George Brett. Yep. Schmidt. Yep. And who am I missing? Well, it's not Cal Ripken. Nope. Joe but he Fisher. played for the Orioles. Joe Fisher. What Probably. am I missing? I'm, I'm, you're going to say it. I'm going to be like, yeah, I completely spaced. Brooks Robinson. Yeah. What is wrong with you people? Y'all need to watch Ken Burns. <laughs> like, that's your homework now, all right? Y'all need to go watch Ken Burns and then come back. Uh, I will, I, I'm going to say foul because I feel like there might have been somebody like a Justin Turner that went on a streak that's going to put him ahead of them. God, I hope it's Arenado. What about A-Rod? A-Rod at third might, well, no, he said since 13. Since 2013. But so A-Rod, A, I mean, A-Rod hit bomb, sure. No, 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 you're right, you're right. But from 13 to 16, I mean, it's not that much. Yeah, well, fair, fair. I will say foul for the fun of foul. Fair, fair, fair. Well, I would say foul if it wasn't Nolan Arenado, but it is fair because he does lead all three of those categories among third basemen since his debut. Old I mean, we love, I mean we love him. We love him. We he's, love Nolan Arenado. He's our Fabi play. Playy. Fabi play. Him and Goldie. <laughs> we need new players, Mike. Now they play for the Cardinals. We can't root for them now. Yes, we can. What does he have against the Cardinals? I don't care about the Cardinals. That's true. They don't, they don't play for the Yanks, so we're good to go. Oh, shush. This is not the Red Sox. Uh, and they're going to do him first. Maybe. We'll see. Get the Pines heart ready. <laughs> <laughs> Sticky, I know. All right, going over to the Orioles. They signed an all-time great today. Ooh, I saw this. Felix. It is a minor league deal, though. The king. But one million bucks for a minor league the deal, king. baby. The I'll king is going to the Baltimore area. Remember, he I went to Atlanta, but then opted out. So now he's going to Baltimore. It. Let's go. Hopefully, he can go out with a bang. Maybe get up, called up for a game, and then give up seven runs, you know, but still get called up. That'll just still be something worth uh, <laughs> watching. Uh, he is fair foul. The only pitcher in MLB history with a perfect game, an immaculate inning, and a four-strikeout inning. I saw this. It's fair. I'm sorry. Oh, <clears throat> sorry about that. I saw um, the tweet. <laughs> I wish so I wish play dumb on those. Yeah, Mike, like, what you oh, should do, one, what Joe. you should do is you say, you know, Patrick, you go first, <laughs> because what I would have said is, Joe, I'll tell you what. I loved the question. I was going to say fair. You know why? Because I've got a bonus because question. You also saw the tweet. No, because I didn't see it. I got a bonus question for you. I think I love Felix Hernandez so much. That, that, if, would father his that if you throw stats at me and say, true or false, is this Felix Hernandez? Nine times out of 10, 99 out of 100, I'm going to say true. In fact, I'm going to tell you this. Is Felix Hernandez a Hall of Famer? The answer is yes. 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 So, I don't think that's that borderline. Right? So when you, well, I don't know about that. But what I'm saying is when you're like, he's got a perfect game, which I know he's got. He's got an immaculate inning. I don't know that. No. He's helped deliver three babies in his lifetime. <laughs> He's got four strikeouts in an inning. Like, I would just believe it. Not even his children was just at the hospital. <laughs> they needed a hand. He was walking out of the parking lot after throwing eight innings, giving up one run and losing 1-0. And he delivered three babies. I just, Felix is that good that I'm just going to say yes every time. 
That's the guy. Felix is the guy. Well, Mike, you didn't read all of that tweet. No, you did. It's fair. Yeah. Ace of Spader. I saw it. I think you might have been the one to retweet it. No, no, it wasn't me. Okay. Because it was that tweet. I saw it. Uh, Also, uh, add uh, hitting a Grand Slam to those uh, three things as well. Felix Hernandez in a Grand Slam. Yeah. Hall of Famer. Bartolo Colon's also a Hall of Famer. The the only only... steroid guy I'm voting for. (laughs) Him and Manny Ramirez, but I'm biased on that. Human drumstick. Okay, going from one current Oriole to a former Oriole who is definitely a Hall of Famer. We need a new producer, Mike. <laughs> it's just too much of this. It's just too much of this. He's just a good guy all around, and that's why he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Nelson Brady Cruz. Anderson, I get it. Nelson Cruz. <laughs> Nelly Cruz! Back with the twins! Yes. Boomstick! Nelson Cruz, fair, fair or foul, he has hit five times the amount of home runs in his 30s from age 30 to 40 than he did from age 18 to 29. This has to be fair. This has to be. He hit like 35 home runs at 39 years old. He was on the juice in his entire 30s. I'm just trying to think. So 10 years would be Minnesota. Seattle and Texas, right? Yeah. Boy, was he on the juice in Texas. And before that, where was he? In Texas? Where was he before he was a Ranger? I think he was. Before those early 2010 World Series. I think he might have only been a Ranger. I don't know. We'll look it up afterwards because obviously I can't pull a baseball reference because it's the middle of the question. Five times as many home runs. I'm going to say fair because he's a cheater, but we all love him. This has to be. I mean, the dude just hits dingers. And I love that he hits dingers for the minnesota twins i mean i hate it because i'm a tribe fan but the guy's good and he's coming back again why not he started with the brewers for one year damn it then- why'd you look that up i was gonna give you another fair foul he played for one more team before oh, sorry mike i'm you're bad fired. at this game today you're fired mike uh then texas from 06 to 13 then Baltimore, then Seattle, and Minnesota. Is it fair or foul? It's fair. That's so five times more home runs. So uh, this, is, yeah. this is the funny thing. How many home runs away is he from 500? Ooh. He is, I got it right here. He is uh, 83. 83? He yep. won't get it, but man, that's a steroid Hall of Fame guy if I've ever seen one. So, right? If they have a steroid wing, Nelly Cruz should be in there. By the way, if last year wasn't a shortened season, he might get it. Right. He only hit 16 exactly. last year. Yeah, exactly. But he hits 35, and you drop another 16, he's only 50 away. Yeah, so man. He, his first four years, he only played eight games for the Brewers. He didn't hit a home run. Six. A very two, Cleveland Spider-esque run. 2006, he played 41 games. He had six home runs. 2007, he played 96 games. He had nine home runs. 2008, he played 31 games. He had seven home runs. And then he started taking the Royals. <laughs> 2009, he was an all-star for the first time. But he stopped. He played 128 games. He had 33 bombs, then 22, then 29, then 24, then 27. Maybe, and then? Then maybe he took the Royals <laughs> in Baltimore where he hit 40. Well, Chris Davis had a career year that year also, so maybe there was something going around in the bullpen that year. 40, 44, 43, 39, 37, 41, and then... Clubhouse, rather. 16. Hey, if you do that for 17 years, you're Hank Aaron. (laughs) That is true. Chris Davis said to Nelson Cruz, he's like, hey, take some of this Adderall. It's amazing. I got an idea. (laughs) Hear me out. 
that it? We good? Uh, fair or foul, over the last 162 games, Nelson Cruz has over 55 home runs. Wait, say that again? Over the last 162 games, Nelson Cruz has over 55 home runs. As I just counted them and closed the page. Um, well, I said he had 16 last <clears throat> year, which was 60 games, right? He probably didn't play in every game. I'm going to go ahead and say foul. I'm going to say foul as well. I'm going to say he had 54 home Snitches get stitches. <laughs> uh, it's fair, 56. Wow. Nelly Cruz. Nelly Cruz. 133 RBIs. Old man Nelson. You know, getting... Nelson's getting a good to, old man name, too. Getting to... Uh, getting higgy with it. Getting to our hearts. God. Getting to our hearts. All right, we'll wrap this bad boy when we come back. This is the Hot Corner, Tenny the Fan. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. Let's wrap this bad boy up as we sit here on a Wednesday night, as we do every single Wednesday. If you missed any of the show, you can always download on the Les Schwab Tires podcast. Beers on us drops tomorrow. I'm going to be around uh, the station a little bit this week. Yeah. I'm going to be in early tomorrow yeah. for Jason Swigard. Uh, and you'll be here because of Jason that, Swigard. That slacker Swigard screwing the both of us over. <laughs> Damn it, Swag. He's got pilots. Yeah, he's got pilots. So I'm going to be filling in for him, and you're going to be doing something with the pilots. Well, so. they're going to teach me how to do the pilot games. That's you know, good. yeah, I'm just here to kind of learn everything. The uh, I think before we go, I thought this was an interesting off-air conversation that we should probably bring on the air because we are, in fact, a baseball show. Is is Dustin Pedroia a Hall of Famer? Was the question you asked me. That was the question I asked. And, and we I looked, said, yeah. <clears throat> you had a little question mark to it. And Which then, is always uh, something I say is, is it means a no. And that's a big one for me. It's like it's either the answer is yes. If it's not yes, the answer is no. So we looked up his stats. We looked through the stats, and my friends, the, ans- was, the answer is yes. The answer is yes. The I answer, was swayed. And it blows my mind. It blows my mind. There aren't a lot of second basemen in the Hall of Fame. And, you know, in talking about, I know this year, uh, Scotty Rowland, Scotty Baseball got a little traction. And I think mm-hmm. some of that is because there aren't a lot of third basemen in the Hall of Fame. Even though as I said, I named metrics aren't great. As but... I said, I named the three right. that are in the Hall of Fame. Uh, I think Scott Rowland is a Hall of Famer. Uh, his stats don't say it. But when I watched him, that's one of the greatest third basemen I ever saw. Mm-hmm. The interesting thing with Pedroia is when I watched him, I didn't think so. But we just looked at the stats, and dude was legit. It's hard to say no. There was one and, stat I saw that he had like over seven thousand played appearances, and only three times he went down looking on three straight strikes. Ooh, that's impressive. The three at, some Tony Gwynn stuff. Yeah, three yeah. at bats out of seven thousand took three strikes and went down looking on it. Well, and Mike kind of mentioned this. He was like, "Well, I only know him as the injured guy," and I agreed. Not only know him as, but, but, but like that. That's right now in my head. Dustin Pedroia hasn't played for three years. Your because recency he has a bad, bias. Yeah, yeah. And I was thinking the same thing. And he didn't play in eighteen. He didn't play in nineteen. I mean, he, he played nine games total in eighteen, nineteen. But in seventeen, he played one hundred and five, and in sixteen, he played one hundred and fifty four. Yeah. We looked through his career. He's a career 299 hitter, which is, you know, 
pretty good, according to Patrick Harris. Great. <laughs> but uh, Pretty good. But otherwise, I mean, he's an MVP. He's a four-time All-Star. He's a Rookie of the Year. He's got four gold gloves. He's a three-time World Series winner. He's also a Silver Slugger. His MVP year is All-Star, MVP, gold glove, Silver Slugger. And we were looking up his postseason stats. In the LCS and the, and the World Series, he was great. His actual numbers aren't great in the postseason because he hit terrible in the first round every year, it seems like. Yeah. But he hit over 300 in every LCS and in almost every World Series. So he hit in big spots. 2070 is a huge reason the Red Sox go to the World Series, which they end up winning because they play the Rockies, and Mike and I would have beat the Rockies that year, uh, which I'm really mad because the Indians were two outs away from that World Series, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, the 2009 the, past, a- the 2009 ALCS, they lost to the Rays in seven, and he hit 346. Mm-hmm. That's pretty great. It's really good. His postseason stats aren't uber sexy. But if you look at the narrow mind of LCS and World Series, he was good. Yeah. And if you look at all of his good years where he played almost the full season, he was great. Uh, He's a Hall of Famer. Good old baseball reference has uh, projections. They have his 2021 projected stats. How many home runs do you think they think he's got? Projected stats? Is projected it word to play? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Like eight? Six. Okay. <laughs> RBI is 22. 18 walks. 47 Ks. Batting average of 223. Yeah, I mean, way to hang it up. Wait, yeah. hang it up. Yeah. Hang it up when the time is right there, bud. We should have done it three years ago. Uh, but, yeah. I'll tell you what. In five years, if someone asked me, is Dustin Pedroia a Hall of Famer? I would say no. But after this conversation right now, the answer is yes. Yep. That it is. That and, it is. And I don't just throw around Hall of Fame yeses like it's nothing. Those stats are undeniable. The stats are undeniable. All right, that'll do it for us. We'll be back next week. Hopefully there's some more stuff going on as we get closer and closer to spring training. It sounds like there's a lot of stuff going on on whether spring training should start at the right time or not, so maybe we'll dive into that next week. For Mike Lynch, Joe Fisher behind the glass, I'm Patrick Harris. Go do something I would do. And I'll see you Friday on Dirt and Spring.